0: Hello, this is Tim Wright from TwinTangibles, and welcome to another in our podcast series. More and more people are choosing the DIY crowdfunding approach, the do-it-yourself model. That is to say, instead of running their campaigns on the well-known platforms, they're choosing to host their project and campaign themselves, usually on their website. In the early days, the first exponents of this would typically write the code themselves to make this possible but the availability of plugins and turnkey solutions mean that this is now an option available to a much wider group of people. One of the most well-known plugins for this is a plugin called Ignition Deck, which works in conjunction with the popular blogging platform WordPress. It's been used by people like Star Citizen to raise many millions of dollars for their games project. Ignition Deck's developed by a company called Virtuous Giant and we had the opportunity to speak to one of the founders of Virtuous Giant, Nathan Hangen, from his office in Florida. He tells us a bit about the background to Ignition Deck and some of the future plans for it, and why people are increasingly turning to DIY crowdfunding. This podcast is a recording of that interview, and I hope you enjoy it. Afternoon, Nathan.
1: Hello, how's it
0: going? All right. right. Well, mind you, it's morning your time, isn't it? <laughs> That's true, yes. Well, <laughs> That's
1: near afternoon. So, now you're you're based in Florida, is that right? That's correct. I'm just about 20 minutes south of Tampa.
0: Okay, and and you, you're a man that's got a, a finger in a, a number of pies. Virtuous Giant is is one of them, um, and and it's from Virtuous Giant that that Ignition Deck came from. Is that right?
1: That's correct. Um, we were actually, Virtuous Giant is my uh, my friend and partner, Sean Christensen, who, who's in Alberta in Canada, and um, we started long ago actually to work on iPhone apps. And then you decided to do uh, Ignition Deck.
0: What what was the thinking behind the production of, of Ignition Deck? What made you go down that path?
1: Well, we were, um, we had a couple iPhone apps and games out that were doing, doing well, and we had a... Um, A game concept for the iPad, and we wanted. We have another friend um, who's a musician out in California, and the three of us wanted to get together and build this iPad game. Yeah, and and so we um, we started. We were thinking about you know we heard about crowdfunding, so we were going to do a Kickstarter. And I started the application. We got through that, and I just kind of got. I don't know the application. Something about it kind of turned me off. So yeah. I I thought I'd look for a WordPress crowdfunding solution that you know basically kickstarted for WordPress, and yep. it didn't exist. And so you know we kind of put that off while we you know we went around the country a little bit trying to raise money for the game, and um, that didn't work out. So we came back and thought we'd look again for that solution, and it, again it still didn't it still exist. Wasn't there. <laughs> yeah. So at that point we built it. We actually um, at the time since I was doing iOS stuff, we hired a developer to help us build just something that we could use for ourselves to raise money for the game um you know in the end we we had so much interest at it you know that changed quite a bit and we didn't you know the game never
0: saw the light of day so okay well that's one for one for another day huh yep okay and so so when did ignition deck first become available what what, what was the 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 date at which people could start using it
1: we launched a very rough and raw beta in October of uh, 2011.
0: Okay, and what was the response?
1: We actually had quite a bit of um, early interest. We had a little um, email form up, and uh, you know, people could sign up before we released it. And you yeah. know, we we um, I think we might have had 200 people on that email list when we launched, wow. but. Um, I would say more than 50% of them purchased and, you know, we we gave them a discount for the beta release and, and since then, basically we've um, gained traction every single month. We, um, you know, we reached, it took us a little over a year to reach our first thousand customers, but um, it kind of started to snowball after that. And
0: um, wow. How big is the install base now? Do you have any idea?
1: It's um, I would say between, our base product and some of our um, our themes somewhere I don't know close to uh, twenty five hundred to three thousand.
0: Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And uh, you, you mentioned there that you've you've kind of extended the product now that it's got that you've got theming elements, so you can present it in different ways. And there's there's a range of extensions as well, isn't there?
1: Yep, we. Um, you know we we thought we would just build this plug and be done with it, and you know we we would sell it obviously and support it, but we thought we would move on to other things and people kept asking asking for more and more features and as you know crowdfunding is an industry that's changing every day and growing quickly sure. so things like stretch goals you know people kind of created that on the fly on you know on Kickstarter and so yeah. we we thought let's build a stretch goal extension, let's support additional gateways and um you know we just kept. Listening to customers and trying to build things that we thought made sense. And, you know, we don't put them in the core product because we don't want to make it too big and bloated. But um, we do enjoy adding things on. Um, yeah. That
0: way. And you've got third, some of the third party things as well. So you've got uh, Stripe and Bitcoin and Constant Contact and, you know, some of the really uh, important names there in the sort of associated uh, uh, services and functions of crowdfunding. Do they kind of come to you, or do you go to them?
1: Well, um, most of it is us is either a customer requesting it on our forum saying, "Hey, have you um, thought about you you know integrating with this?" And we'll wait to see how many people say the same thing, and then if a lot say that, we'll build it. Or, you know, I really like Stripe. Um, and their api is gorgeous so that that's one that i kind of sought out to to use and um so most of them are requested by customers over a period of a couple of months or okay. know, several dozen customers um and we're continuing to if we see a neat product or payment system um you know and we like it we'll, we'll go out and build it
0: yeah on and in turn going back to your install base um are you Mainly in the states and Canada, or, or, or do you ship? Are you aware of it going further? Are you aware of it being used in other any other geographies?
1: Well, that's one of the things we really like about what we're doing is that we have a huge install base, kind of international install base. Um, in fact, I could probably pull up our little map here. Um, you know, we the U.S. and North America is quite a, a bit of our about a half of our, yeah. our base, but we get a, a ton in Europe. Um, you know, we get a ton in Asia. Um, yep. We'd love to do some some internationalization of our websites and improve that. But um, you know, we we're kind of all over. I, we're in ninety countries right now. It looks like based wow. on the map. Wow.
0: And you got? Have you got plenty in the UK? We do.
1: Um, I would say about forty. I don't know, thirty to forty percent of our install base is in the UK.
0: Okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. And do you have a feel? Uh, for the, the the sort of amount of money that's been raised through the use of of your 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 uh, extraordinary plugging is, is yeah, of course you've obviously got one uh, very high profile and extraordinarily successful user in Star Citizen. Yes. Um, but um, beyond that, do you have have a feel for what this this is generating for people? Well, you know,
1: we it kind of goes all over all over the spectrum um we have some bands that have used you know indie bands that have used our platform to raise you know a three thousand dollars to make an album or five thousand dollars yeah um there's a uh, open source analytics platform called Pewick that you know they're crowdfunding each feature one at a time and so uh, every feature might be a few thousand and then you have um you know there's a, a documentary called Sirius that raised Oh, gosh it was three and four, three or four hundred thousand dollars um they uh, the precinct game is what it's called it just launched they had a kickstarter and then they m- moved to ignition deck they're trying to raise you know a couple hundred thousand dollars we're getting ready to launch a by the time you release this we'll have launched a project called ski nation okay featuring a team of um olympic and x game skiers who are building um kind of a an app for skiers and they're seeking to raise about 300,000. So, wow. Yeah. It's, it's really all over the place. Um, that that's that's extraordinary,
0: though, isn't it? And you mentioned there this idea of people running a campaign on another platform like Kickstarter, and then they're they're sort of uh, jumping ship from that, if you will, and and running another one. Star Citizen being being the same, you know, they ran a, a campaign on one of the big platforms, and and now they're using um, Ignition Deck. Is that are you finding that that's more common, or are some people just starting from scratch with the Ignition z- Deck and saying, hey, we'll just do it ourselves?
1: Well, we're getting um, a mix of it. I would say um, Ignition Deck, you know, with Star Citizen, for example, they actually launched on Ignition Deck first and then um, went to Kickstarter. Oh, right. Okay. A lot of fans had said they would, you know, they, they wanted to pledge on Kickstarter too or, or whatever. You know, Kickstarter has a huge base, and so I think it's smart to hit that. Um, people seem to have best success when either, A, they launch um, simultaneously using Kickstarter and Ignition Deck, as paypal donations yeah or they um they already have an audience yeah and they don't need kickstarter and may, say this is their second crowdfunding product they don't really need to give away that five <clears> percent <throat> yeah so they can just take their email list and, and launch on ignition deck or they have a successful uh kickstarter campaign but they want to continue raising money yeah. um, ignition That's deck cool. is a great fit for that and we've, we've seen that quite a bit too Okay.
0: So and and it, it allows you to fulfill uh, lots of different styles of, of crowdfunding. Because obviously, you know, you've got the keep it all or the all or nothing models, but you seem to be able to accommodate most sort of configurations within within a crowdfunding model.
1: That's correct. We you know, right we started off with level based and then we offered pay what you want um, because that was another thing people wanted. And you know, now the big thing is equity. A lot of people asking us how we can do equity or something besides money and so that's something we're, we're trying to figure out how to approach that really we want to be a tool that people can use no matter what they're trying to do yeah um it, you know we figure that the, the more options we can provide people the more useful we can become um and so any way that we can facilitate you know we're we're really in it because we're entrepreneurs um we built it because we wanted to raise money so we recognize the need and so any way that we can help other entrepreneurs um yeah we're into that
0: and so then tell us about the whole star citizen thing that that's an extraordinary uh, story really isn't it
1: yeah that was um, that was a great a, a great story and you know Chris approached us gosh it was probably about eight months before they launched maybe six months um, you know and and they were looking for something they didn't want to do Kickstarter because they do things their own way like a lot of our customers and and they didn't really want you know to go the traditional route and so we worked with them for about six months to build a custom platform at the time ignition deck was very young and you know we built some custom payment systems for them and built we kind of you know the whole thing was custom and there was all sorts of you know chris is a very um smart guy and he knows what he wants so he had a lot of requests and we built those requests and once we finally launched just you know the first day he's on on stage giving the link away and he got so much traffic that the site went down um (laughs) and so we were uh, there was a period there for that first week where our team was didn't sleep for um multiple (laughs) days at a time (laughs) it was um quite intense then we we migrated the sites got that back up continued to make improvements but you know over the course he raised i think he, he met his goal between six to eight million i think it was eight million And then um, he continued to use Ignition Deck even after his campaign was over, and they reached 14 million before they finally. At that point, we had moved on, and they hired a a new team to kind of build a system that would integrate with their game. And but but the tally was about 14 million before they moved over, which was you know rather impressive.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty good. Yeah. So so on a sort of technical level, how does the, the how does it work? In In effect, you install the plugin onto your WordPress site. Uh, and then, if, does it kind of back end into some of your your payment settlement systems, or does it bypass you guys completely and go straight to the settlement providers?
1: It bypasses us completely. Uh, we that's a decision we made early on where we didn't want to be a middleman. We didn't want to get in the way. Um, a lot of people have suggested that we do that. Um, right now, it's just not something we're interested in. So right now, you download the plugin. Um, And if you get an extension, say it's Stripe Payments or WePay or um, Constant Contact, you install it just like any other WordPress plugin, Yeah. And and, um, it goes straight to the gateway. You keep all the money besides the fees that they charge. Yeah. And that's how how it goes. And what do you think are the motivations, really,
0: that are driving people to go down the kind of DIY path?
1: Well, I think there's a lot to it. I think, first of all, um, you know, I know – quite a few people who thought that they could go on Kickstarter and because Kickstarter is popular and everybody knows about Kickstarter that their project would get found out and they, you know, get traffic would come to them and it doesn't work that way. I know a lot of people who, you know, Kickstarter doesn't really share, they don't make a big deal about the people who fail, but there's a lot of them and it it really crushes people when that happens. So I think one of the nice things about ignition deck is that number one, you don't have to go through an application process. You can just get started right away. You can create your own rules and you can raise money for as long as you want if you don't meet meet your goal, you can tweak your project and do it again. You know if you need yeah. to extend your date, you can extend your date. You know we don't encourage anything that's not ethical, but for sure. um, y you, you know that's I think people can avoid um they can kind of do it their own way, and we're people who like to do it our own way, and so I think that the platform really suits that, especially when you don't have to pay an extra five percent you know sure. why pay that if you don't have to,
0: yeah. So go on tell me how much does it cost currently
1: Right now Ignition Deck is $79 for a year um that's updates and support for a year the extensions you can get all of them for $20 a month um but otherwise they range you know from $19 to about $49 for our payment gateways and those are all yearly licenses yeah. um and beyond that um you know we're launching an enterprise product it's called Ignition Deck Enterprise And that will be 199 during pre-order, which is right now, and then it'll eventually be 499. But
0: that's going to. Sorry, go on, Nathan. I think you're going to tell me what I was going to ask you.
1: Yeah, so we have a lot of requests for something that allows people to build their own white label product or platform, and we didn't want to build that into the core product because we thought that, from a technical standpoint, it would. You know, we could make it work, but. In the back end, it wouldn't be pretty, and we wanted something, you know, we wanted to still keep our our core product doing what it does. So Ignition Deck Enterprise will be um, basically a white-label platform product that allows you to, um, you know, it'll work on WordPress multi-site, so you could, you know, have a a membership set up or something like that. It will have Stripe Connect, which would allow you to charge money or a fee on top of um, every payment that comes in. It will allow people to submit projects from the front end, and you know, an admin can approve them. Um, yeah. It will have a uh, for, give uh, integration with First Giving, which is a um, they, they're really big with with the charities um, yeah. because the donations go straight through there, and they don't touch kind of an intermediary, which is important when you're dealing with that kind of business yeah. and that kind of cash flow. So things like that, and we're going to continue iterating on that. Um, as we see fit, but yeah, it's basically going to be designed for running multiple projects, running a platform instead of a, a single project.
0: Okay. And and what's the sort of timeline for that for being available?
1: Well, we we've launched a um, if you go to ignitiondeck.com dot com um, and you know look for fund the future, that's our our page that takes pre orders. Basically, the the more interest we get from pre orders, the quicker we'll build it. But at worst case, it'll be the end of this year. Okay. Um, best case probably sometime this fall
0: and do you get a feel that there's any particular sector that that is more inclined to do it yourself or or is it like most crowdfunding very much across the board
1: yeah you know it's hard to say i think it's going to be great for charities and nonprofits um because you know it's one thing to ask for donations it's another to kind of have campaigns and they've been doing this for a long time they've kind of been making it up as they go but now there's tools to do it so i think it's going to help them i, I think It's going to be trickier for hardware, especially as we see a lot of hardware companies, they don't have their manufacturing lined up properly. Um, And so I I think that's – with the exception of a few, I think that's going to go back to maybe seeking venture capital or standard investment banks and and loans and things like that. I'm really excited about what it can do for um, kind of artists and creators, so a musician – you know, if you like their music, then let's get an album together. An author who might write a chapter of a book, and it gets people excited, and they want to see the whole book. Yeah. So I think things like that, where there's low overhead and it's just kind of creative overhead, I think it's especially going to be helpful for them down the road um, yeah. because it doesn't really take a lot. You don't have to really get a prototype together. Um, you know, you can record a song or, or write a chapter to your book or yeah. you know paint something. You know, um, I think it's a little bit easier that way. Yeah okay
0: and and so what are, for you, for your money are the the upsides and what are the downsides of of doing your own crowdfunding rather than going on one of the platforms?
1: Well, I think if you're going to do it your, yourself, you really need to be prepared. Um, we work with a lot of clients who um by the end of it you know we usually end up in pretty good shape, but they come in with thinking that they're just going to crowdfund and they have a rough idea but you've really got to put in a ton of time. And that's one of the things that the Kickstarter application process does is Kickstarter kind of helps you refine your um, campaign based on what works on their platform. Yeah. And so if you're going to do it yourself, you got to really study what works well everywhere. And it never hurts to have a, a base already on social media or via an email list, you know, yeah. the most successful people in our with our product already have um, social media or email uh, followers. And, yeah. and I think it's really important. Um, you know, you can certainly start a campaign and let it go and let it go slowly, but you know, you got to keep working, you know, give yourself time. If you don't have an audience, you're kind of foolish to expect that in 30 days, you're going to raise your money um, unless you, you get a surge in press or something like that. Yeah. yeah. We,
0: we stress this a lot. You know, it, It's a lot of our work that we, in helping people prepare for crowdfunding campaigns. We won't run the campaigns for them. We think that's, Quite wrong, but uh, preparation is the key, and we run people through what we refer to as our tamp process to get them prepared for their their campaign and I think a lot of them don 't realize before they 've done it how many things they 've got to consider and how much work they 've got to do to prepare the grounds for a successful fund, particularly if it 's a big fund, you know.
1: Absolutely, you know, and you've got one of the things about crowdfunding is, and this is why I'm really cautious about crowdfunding for equity and things like that because it's one thing to be accountable to investors, but your customers are much more um, dogmatic uh, for good and bad. So they will research everything they can about you. Um, They will ask questions that you've never heard before. They want to know everything, and if you don't have an answer for those things, um you know you're not you're having, going to have a hard time building trust and the other thing is is you notice the successful campaigns tend to offer updates quite often during a yeah, campaign yeah. and a lot of people think they can just throw up the form and, and the money will come in but you know they want updates they want to know what's going on and so th- sometimes you don't even get to work on your product during your campaign because you're so busy you know yeah. dealing with with communication yeah okay so what's next for for
0: uh, ignition day obviously you've got the the uh, enterprise solution coming that's gonna keep you busy but so there's lots of things but are there more extensions you think are going to be coming out and what sort of uh, look to the future can you give us
1: sure well we just um, as I mentioned earlier our fund the future page we're, we're taking pre-orders for it's kind of a contest to see which one gets the orders first but so Amazon payments is one that we're, we're getting requests for ideal uh, payments which yep. is uh, popular in the Netherlands um, there's um, PayMill, which is a popular gateway in Europe, very similar to Stripe. So those are some of the things that we're working on. We're also getting ready to release a membership uh, plugin for WordPress called MemberDeck, which is essentially, it will function on its own. Um, it will be included in Ignition Deck Enterprise, but it's also, if you want to use Ignition Deck with membership, okay, uh, it has an Ignition Deck membership uh, integration, so we'll be launching that this month. Um, and really, it's we're spending the next. What we really want to do is build tools that help entrepreneurs. And so we, you know, we've got the payments kind of taken care of. We've kind of got um, a lot of the basics done. Now, what we want to do is create a build a great experience. So we're working on themes. And we also want to build powerful analytics tools and communications tools so that people can know their audience and you know, make the most of it. Yeah. You know, For example, you just finished with Kickstarter and you have this, this uh, CSV file with all your customers. What do you do with that? And so we want to help people in that situation. So now we're kind of going to get to the next level, of things like yeah. that.
0: So there's CRM tools and things that you can plug it into and, you know, upsell and cross-sell and all of those various things as well, like good stuff.
1: Yep, exactly. Help people build a real business. And part of that also is taking pre-orders. So we're working on pre-orders. That's a that's a big... Uh, uh,
0: well, thanks very much, Nathan. Really good to speak to you. Thanks for telling us a little bit more about uh, Ignition Day.
1: You bet. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it.
0: Now, thanks then to Nathan for a really fascinating chat. If you want to learn more about Ignition Deck, then go to www.ignitiondeck.com. If you want to learn more about TwinTangibles and how to successfully crowdfund, go to twintangibles.co.uk. This has been a TwinTangibles production. I'm Tim Wright. Thanks very much for listening.